Hello and welcome to the Game On DFS Daily Rewind. I'm your host, Humpty Dumpty, and today we will be talking about the April 28th, 2020 CSGO slate. I'm joined today, as always, by our lead CSGO contributor, Teos Desserts. Hello, everybody. Glad to be back. Okay, awesome. We're glad to have you back. Um, we're going to jump right into it like we always do. Teos Desserts, can you talk a little bit about who did their best yesterday? Yeah, sure thing. So the first thing I just wanted to talk about is that yesterday was a, a lot of games going on. I think there were nine total for ESL, uh, ignoring the Brazilian tournament that no one cares about. Uh, you had the early slate and then the main slate. We included every player that played yesterday on our chart here. And then the optimal lineup that we put in the article is just for the main slate. We didn't do one for the early slate because no one cares about small slates. Uh, the slate as a whole was interesting because we saw, if you just look at the scoreboard, you can see that the top of it is really uh, spread across a bunch of different teams. Going down from top to top down, you got Heretics, you got Ninjas in Pajamas, you got Complexity, Ents, Dignitas, Fnatic, Godsent, the Dignitas, NIP, EG, EG, Copenhagen, Astralis, Astralis. Uh, so there's since the scoring change, and we've mentioned this a couple of times, there really isn't as much of a deal to stack teams on larger slates. It's really about targeting the one or two guys that go off for, on a particular team. Uh, as you can see with Astralis, you got a pair of players. EG, you've got a pair of players. NIP, you've got a pair pair of players and without the game length adjustments and things like that it's going to be harder to find value down past the second guy on a team on a big slate so you really got to spread around your picks a little bit if you look at the optimal lineup it was spread across six completely different teams so uh, that's something you got to keep in mind when playing larger slates like this to kind of spread out what you're looking at to be more specific on who did the best, Mako was by far the number one player of the day from Heretic, scoring 122.5 fantasy points. This is a guy that we've been targeting a lot in our articles, mentioning he was really underpriced, has been performing really, really well for a Heretic's team that's been hot. He really did well yesterday. His price is starting to get up there, and we're not sure if he's going to be able to keep paying that off, but we're going to keep riding the hot hand. After that, you've got Twist, Poison, Alu, Get Right, Flusha. A few of those names are guys that we were looking at a few of them are surprises, but certainly an interesting slate. From uh, uh, we're featuring the top performers, not the the mainline guys that you would expect it to be. Okay, yeah, I think that's some really interesting information. Taylor's desserts. Can you talk a little bit about who did their part? So for who did their part on a large slate like this, we're probably going to look at, you know, the high 60s, low 70s. Those are the guys that you could definitely roster and still cash with. We saw uh, in this area a lot of the uh, more premium guys for a bunch of teams that we thought would do a bit better. You had guys like Crims, Rez, BlameF, uh, Magisk, Dupree. Uh, a couple of the guys that are over 8,000 on DraftKings really kind of give middling performances. Some of these are more surprising than others. Then some better performances from some cheaper guys like JW, who we are pretty high on, Hall Zerk, who's been doing well recently and for some reason remains underpriced. Uh, and then Brokey, who we're a little bit disappointed with, getting 63 and a half for 7,800. Uh, so the, middle, the middling performances are kind of all over the place across a bunch of different teams and price points. Gotcha. Okay, so that's definitely something that we need to kind of keep an eye on as we build our lineups as we continue. Um, Teo's Desserts, we're here. We're there at the best part of this podcast. Can you tell us who was our Glonk of the Day? Sure, and I'd, I'd love to give it to an organization as a whole. I know when we put out our article, when you were double-checking, proofreading, all that fun stuff, you were uh, 
a little bit cautious about how pessimistic and uh, rude I was about Orglis as a team. You were saying, you know, you should do a little bit more analysis. You should give them a little bit more uh, feedback. And then, you know, they decided to just give up as an organization and literally quit the tournament. So I feel a little vindicated there that Orglis is literally so bad that they just gave up and didn't even end up playing. If we could, I was thinking about giving their entire organization the glunk of the day, but I feel like that's in poor spirits and not sticking to what we're trying to do is just focusing on the worst guy on any particular day. And that guy today was rushed for complexity. Uh, I don't, I don't know what he was doing. I don't think he knew what he was doing on this slate scoring 11 and a half fantasy points in a new system where you get half a point per round that's not played. So that's kind of uh, eye opening to score under 20 at, at all anymore with the new scoring system, you know, for 5,400, he's not a guy that you'd expect to do this poorly, but I mean, he is a guy that's going to do poorly on most days, but this is something that's, you know, another level. And then uh, another thing to point out is Vitality just got bulldozed in their matchup, and you see three Vitality guys in the bottom five for scoring, and that's something that you hate to see Zaiwu getting stuck with on a day-to-day basis. Okay, so points to take away from this podcast. The CSGO Rewind is back. Teo's Desserts is coming back snarkier than ever but also more correct than ever so that there's that as well so thank you for being with us do you have any final thoughts before we go ahead and close out oh i know that we're looking at launching premium options in the next couple days uh this is something that's been in the works for a while which is why we've been behind doing rewinds and things that are not really a priority in terms of getting you all ready to make lineups uh i know splash just took down uh, league of legends gpp this morning i think this is the fifth or sixth GPP for eSports. He's won in the past week and a half. Uh, So he's on a nice roll. He's really the guy that kind of puts the data and the information into our laps to be able to put these articles together. So hopefully his success will be everyone else's success that's reading our content. Uh, Hopefully we can get a lot of you to subscribe and support the hours of work we put into this. I know we're at easily over 20 to 30 hours per day combined from our team each day. And hopefully with uh, monetizing with premium, we can not only do more, but help support bringing in some new people to expand the roster when a bunch of other sports come back. So really excited and looking forward to what's going on. Awesome. Yeah, I, I agree, Tails and Zers. we got a lot of exciting stuff going on here, and we can't wait for the future and how we can build this thing even further. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for listening to today's Daily Rewind. Once again, I'm your host, Humpty Dumpty, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date on all future uploads. For even more in-depth information, check out our blog at www.gameondailyfantasy.com. Heck, you like this podcast? Why not listen to our League of Legends Rewind? You can listen to that too. So make sure to follow us on all our social channels, and make sure to get your game on.